Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show welcome to the hypothalamic amenorrhea podcast i'm danny sheriff your host certified fertility awareness practitioner functional nutrition counselor and founder of the ha society and of course an ha recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice, so please seek the advice of your physician. Okay, so welcome back, sorry about that, to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. This is Ashley Smith, and I am here with Emily Glass. Y'all, she reached out to me through the DMs. It might have been to me or through the HA Society. I don't know. Sometimes I don't know who I am, guys. Like, I'm like, who am I today? No. Um, And she shared her recovery story, and I was just like, 
I think it's one of those moments where I'm just like, you know, today, not so much that it's a hard day, but sometimes when you're in like a coaching role, like kind of like teachers where you're like, I feel crazy. And then like someone shares something great and you're like, this is why I do what I do. Anyways, it was totally one of those moments. So I'm going to stop talking because y'all know that I could talk for days and I'm going to hand it over to Emily and just kind of wherever you want to start. I know that. So y'all, what makes this really cool is that she is a member of the HA Society who recovered her cycle, but her story is kind of wild. So where do you think we should start? Like, oh, okay, hold on. My favorite question to ask when starting this off is clearly we know whenever we have HA, we're like, my, my cycle has been gone. But looking back, when do you think your HA habits started? Not so much when you lost your cycle, but you're like, yeah, these habits have been in my life for a really long time. And it only wasn't until X amount of years that I actually lost my cycle. Absolutely. So <laughs> hi, I'm Emily. Um, that's a great question. So when I think back, all through high school, I never really thought too much about dieting, my body or anything like that. I was always pretty secure in who I was. It wasn't until I went off to my undergraduate studies at university. I went to the States. I was a collegiate track and cross country runner. So in my first semester there, I quickly was kind of getting the vibe that the team, the coaches, just like the, the whole vibe there was a little bit different. Um, it was the first time I was introduced to low calories and being as thin as you could get was going to make me the fastest, best runner, was going to get me all the compliments, all the praise. Um, and so unfortunately, I kind of jumped on that wagon for a while. Um, and okay. I kind of started to spiral. Yeah, pause. I'm going to represent the listener. I, I already have a question. <laughs> Do you feel like this was just something that like you picked up on because your other teammates were talking about it and were concerned? Or was it something from like a coach who had said something like, uh, make sure you eat this instead? Or like, and this isn't to play the blame game. This is just to be aware of our surroundings. Like, where do you feel like you heard it first or it was the most influential? Yeah, for sure. So I already have so many memories when you ask that question. <laughs> um, I think the very first one I have um, would have to be when I heard two teammates, and again, not the blame game, kind right. of talking about, oh, maybe we should skip breakfast this morning and then we can, we'll, we'll be taking in less calories and, and we'll start losing weight faster. And then it was like, <laughs> I had in my mind, oh, that doesn't sound like, I don't want to skip breakfast. Like, yeah, I love breakfast. I know. I love like, breakfast. I could not imagine skipping breakfast, but that was kind of the first piece. And the second piece was one of a coach who I had such high thoughts about was really high level, um, came into the job I was working at the time on campus and I was eating nacho chips again one of my favorite things kind of said something like oh you shouldn't be having that you know how dense those are right and so that kind of got me thinking what did he mean by dense like is that connected to those calories that I've been hearing about and 
oh yeah, maybe these are unhealthy for me. So that was okay. definitely the beginning. Yeah. Okay. But so does that mean that you made it through high school with like a somewhat normal relationship with food? Okay. Well, here's like the unicorn slash chubacabra. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but okay. So that you, so like, you're just like bebopping around with your life, going to college, you know, running track and you're just kind of like have a normal relationship with food. And then almost like bombarded with like diet culture in an athletic space, basically. Yeah, I would say so. In high school, I was just so involved in sport, extracurriculars. I had some really great supports all throughout um, Mm -hmm. and never really came into contact with anything that severe in that sense. Yeah. Okay. So like, I'm just love that we're just setting the stage. Cause I was like, hold on. Did she make it through high school? Like lucky. I was lucky that way for sure. Yeah. But it kind of shows that like, so the reason why I ask all these questions is because Danny will say this too. She'll be like, y'all, I didn't have any major trauma that led me down this path. Um, my parents were normal. I don't know what to tell you. And I still fell for it too. And I think it's so important to share that because I feel like sometimes we think that this only happens with people because of blink, 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 and blink. And it's like, actually this can happen to anybody. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So you're in college. I, I take it. Maybe you started to skip breakfast beloved breakfast is that what happened oh man as sad as it is to say I'd say I only entirely skipped breakfast a couple (laughs) times it didn't last it didn't last um but there were definitely some habits that started taking hold um I was running already twice a day we were doing heavy lifting Mm. already burning more energy than I ever had in my life yeah Um, And I wasn't even prepared for that. Like I I just wasn't (laughs) fueling myself um, beforehand. So let alone all these um, other pieces that are now coming into play. I started eating quote unquote healthy vegetables, fruit and taking out, you know, all the the yummy stuff. Side note, you probably did need those nachos considering how much you were running. Oh Um, yeah. I needed way more than just the nachos. Yeah. You're like, girl, that's the least of everyone's words. So I also played D1 softball and we had, um, the track girls were like phenomenal. Those chicks were like beasts, right? I mean, not, I mean, they were just, well, plus like, they were just like really good. Um, but um, yeah, no, like we lifted in the morning, we had two and a half hour practice and then extra. And like you, like, I thought I needed a spin class, but yes. Okay. So, so you were just burning so many calories. You're just kind of like a freshman in sports. Like your life has become sports because that's what it is in college. You're just like, this is what I do. I actually don't get out of my <laughs> out of my training clothes because I'm about to go train again you know what I mean totally yeah Yeah. it kind of backfired for a while um in my eyes at that time because then I started getting so hungry that's all I could think about was food of course so I kind of ate everything I could we had a 24-hour cafeteria all you can eat buffet basically so I was like well 
there's all the food. And eventually yeah. I started eating more. I kind of set all those thoughts to the side for a while and I gained some weight for sure. Mm-hmm. I gained quote unquote freshman 15, whatever it was called at the time. And um, that kind of put me back because I started looking at myself in the mirror and noticing really quickly that I was gaining that weight. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of propelled everything forward. The summer after my first year, I started working out even harder, running faster, such a restrictive mindset about food. It was not good. And so I lost that summer a lot of weight I went back to school got so much praise for it oh my gosh you look amazing all of that and me being you know the typical HA HA I guess yeah perfectionist and um you're like look at this this is success people are complimenting me like I haven't even gotten on the track yet and people are already complimenting me yeah for sure Yeah. And I just kept going with it. I was like, continued to get compliments. I had a couple, you know, bits and pieces from family. My boyfriend, are you okay? You know, you're looking pretty thin. And even when I heard that, it was like, oh, they're even noticing that I'm thin. Like, this is good. I got to keep, keep my body. (laughs) And he's like, that's not what I'm saying. (laughs) You're so right. You're so right. I was just talking with the client today or earlier this week. And she goes, my family is even starting to mention that I've lost weight again. And it's not in a good way, but in some twisted way, I'm like, yay. Yep. That's you know it. What I mean, sure. I truly actually think that losing weight is addictive. I don't know anybody yeah. that can like handle it in a mentally sane way. It's just, I think that they have habits and behaviors or put on a good face to where they're like, oh, look at it. They've got a great relationship as they count out their almonds. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Or, I mean, I feel like I was a master of convincing people that I didn't have any kind of disordered eating because I would eat a donut in front of them. You know what I mean? Not knowing the macro rearranging that it took to do that. Right. Like all the egg whites, all the low fat yogurt, like I legit developed allergies. Well, not allergies, food sensitivities because the quantities of egg whites that I would eat because it's unnormal. It's not normal. Y'all, if you're eating like crushing, like ounces, like massive ounces, like, I mean, you're like, I don't know, more than four ounces. I don't know. Someone's going to come at me for that, you know, but more than four ounces of egg whites multiple times a day, you could be doing a little too much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So your family's getting kind of concerned. You're getting praised. You lost tons of weight over the summer you know what I mean? And so now you're in your sophomore year and at what point do you lose your cycle or you're like, yeah, Mm, that's the question. So I was on the pill. Oh yes. Okay. Um, so I wasn't really able to pinpoint, but I can imagine complexity. I can imagine it was gone at that point. Like my true cycle would have been gone if I wasn't on the pill. 
Yeah. Um, no question, no question at all. And so the sophomore year was actually my final year. Um, I did a three-year program and COVID hit that same last year. Um, so my, I've been training all year. It comes to track season, the start of 2020. And I get the news that our our season's canceled. I have to head home to Canada, which is where I'm from, um, back home without saying goodbye to so many of my friends because of COVID. It happened so quickly. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> leave now. Like, yeah. 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 So that, that just that- sent me into a crazy mindset. I was already, my mental health was already pretty low. Um, and I was the thinnest I'd ever been. And I got home. And I just continued. I worked worked out harder. I wasn't training for anything specific, but I wasn't able to grasp that transition from being um, an athlete, like a hardcore athlete, to yeah, not like yeah, just going back home. So that's actually really common. I know for well, just for like any college athletes or anybody who does extended, like whether they go to, whether they go and they play overseas for something or whatever, it's like, I've only been an athlete this entire time. I don't know who else to be. So I guess I'll just keep doing these things. You know what I mean? Um, And so for you, like you were just training really hard and plus the uncertainty of COVID, right? Because of what was it like, just stay home for two weeks, this will pass. And then it like didn't, and then it kind of carried on. So yeah. So walk me through that. So you go back home, like you mentioned, not in the greatest mindset mm-hmm. going yeah. into a pandemic, which it's very interesting. A lot of, we have a lot of intake and, and like, it really is like, well, there might've been some things, but then the pandemic hit and it really just like amplified everything. For sure. Yeah. And I started seeing, you know, the online workout videos really went through the roof. I think that year yes, <laughs> I, everyone that went train. I used that as an excuse to go harder. I was like, Oh, you know, all these home workouts, I can do this. And I would go hard all day on these home workouts. And How many workouts would you do? <laughs> multiple a day sometimes like up to three hours of just, yeah hit and lifting and running and whatever it was I just got in this really wild mindset I just and it became addicting like you said it really was addicting for me um not to mention the food choices it became seriously orthorexic beyond that um and yeah from there I went into um, after that summer into my master's program, it was in Canada. Oh so my gosh. Back to school. Yeah. Um, pulled, plucked back out from my family, my supports, my boyfriend into a completely new environment. I had didn't know anyone there, new roommates. So that was just a whole other piece. Um, the habits continued of course, um, I was still running. I joined the lacrosse team there um, because I felt like, you know, I needed more to do, more yeah. stuff well, to do. Plus, I mean, to be honest, like you didn't really get to finish your yes. your college 
career, like competing, you know, I mean, not saying that you should have been competing, given how lean I'm sure you got and under eating that you were right. Cause that would have actually been really interesting to see what is it like, what is performance wise look like, but then you kind of, but like, I feel like you maybe didn't get a chance to test that out. I mean, and which might be a blessing in disguise first off, you know what I mean? Because you may not have been able to keep up with the demand of the training so lean and so low calorically intake but lacrosse is kind of intense so okay so lacrosse it was partially because I wanted to meet people I knew a friend on the team and also it was just going to be something else to add to my schedule that would keep my mind off everything else I was feeling really alone and I had lost my identity as a runner and so yeah I just needed to fill my fill my time and space so it was COVID year. We didn't have a whole lot of games or anything. It was mostly just training for when we would have the chance to play. Um, so it was workouts and it was running and that just continued. Um, (laughs) more and more. The second year I moved out of that place. I moved into, um, a new house with two new roommates who I really enjoyed but by that point um I had really gone down in weight um I I look back and I just don't even know how I was still making it through school it was it was by the skin of my teeth honestly I had reached out to therapists at this point Um, okay so let's pause right there what made you finally be like I should talk to somebody yeah so tell me about that moment that you're like um so I might need to find a therapist yeah I just want to say to anyone out there who's struggling with um extreme eating disorders mental health um you don't realize until you're so malnourished what it does to brain chemistry um I had zero focus I don't even know how much I took in to be honest for those couple of semesters of school I wasn't able to sit and learn I was only thinking about food the entire time which is miserable I was mean I was sad angry I was not myself yeah that's when I was thinking like I had some pretty scary thoughts and that's when I started reaching out for help because I wasn't going to be able to make it through my school yeah yeah yeah. Well, I love that. I mean, yes. And I love that you even were like, y'all just reach out for help. You know yes, what I mean? Do it. That's like, because you're so right. Um, even someone <clears throat> who like, I don't feel like I got that far, but I a hundred percent tell everybody all the time you in a highly stressed state, that is not your personality. No, that, that is actually not you. And it, and it may sound scary, but you may not actually know your personality because it's been so heavily influenced by malnutrition in a high stress state that like, you may think you're impatient, but you, maybe you're not impatient. Maybe you're just running on cortisol because your body, it consistently is trying to keep your blood sugar up. You know what I mean? Maybe like, maybe you really don't like hit training, but you only like it because you're, you're so stressed out that it's the only thing that can raise 
anything like your like adrenaline, your norepinephrine, you know, all like the feel good hormones because you're already functioning at such a high state. You know what I mean? Maybe you actually do like sleeping in, but you haven't for the past like bazillion years because your cortisol is so high. You know what I mean? To the point of like, even like the smallest things of there's so much about you that gets masked, masked, mask. It's with the K. I don't know. Why. <laughs> Anyways, and molded by the symptoms of being underfed. Yeah, it's so true. I'm a completely different person now. Um, but then I, again, I don't even know how I made it through some of that mm-hmm. at this point. Um, trigger warning to anyone, but I was deeply anorexic. I had a team of therapists and nutritionists all kind of do an intervention with me. They wanted me to go into the hospital and go into treatment. Um, and I just knew in my heart that wasn't going to be it for me. Like I needed to do it on my own terms. Yeah. Um, I was so far deep that I had I had blinders up. I didn't know what was good for me, but I needed to be home with my family. So that was one good thing about COVID. I could be home um, and still continue to do school somehow. Um, And it's a miracle I made it through, but I did. Um, And I started listening to the HA podcast a year ago today, actually. I looked back and it was a year ago today. Um, and that really propelled me. You guys started my journey of healing. Um, it was really tough to get started. That initial step is, seems impossible, but once you do, it just kind of, you just kind of keep going. Oh my gosh. Again, y'all, I knew her story was wild, but it is wild. So, um, okay. So were you able to do treatment, like outpatient treatment at home? the comforts of your own home. And so by the time you found us, I would imagine that like, had you reached a place where like, they said that you were stable, but like, you just didn't have your cycle or like, what kind of state were you in whenever you're like, you know, about this period thing, you know what I mean? Just because, and it makes sense. Like whenever we're at a life and death, like state, like no, no one's concerned about your period. And I wouldn't even say that that's the closest alligator to the boat. I wouldn't say that you're fine and you're healed. You know what I mean? But in order of importance, like we can wait, you know, on that type of thing. So where did you come in? Yeah, it's funny that you say that. When I was speaking to the nutritionist who was kind of getting me started on the recovery meal plan, um, I said, can we call it HA recovery instead of anorexia recovery and she's just scratching her head uh I don't really know what that is but whatever you want to call it (laughs) she's like whatever like girl like we can call it bluebird in like the mountain hills recovery view and but you know I love that you bring that up because I I hope that you know Danny be cranking out so much YouTube right Mm-hmm. she's just gifted she's just gifted mm-hmm. and you know like the podcast we have going the instagram and all these things you know what i mean i hope that people i hope it becomes like a household name where no one's like ashamed of it it's like no like this is just my goal and my focus yeah this yeah. is my goal this is my focus like you know <laughs> you know what i mean because you know like i feel like there can sometimes be a lot of shame and not saying that we shouldn't work to like destigmatize like 
eating disorders. I'm not saying that at all. You know what I mean? But like there can, but sometimes it's really hard to get started on something that can be so shameful. Right. And it's just like, but at this point, let's just eat some food. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And you guys were that for me when I heard other people's stories and everyone sharing their beautiful, beautiful recovery stories um, about how their life is now. Right. So many of them have children. So many of them Mm -hmm. have a job that they love. And that just became my why, right? Like, I was like, I need more than this out of life. Like, I have so much more that I can give, that I can experience, and I want to share it too. So here we go. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's why. Okay, so. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating of course with this system so lots of information lots of case studies lots of stats we go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Um, all the details. Yeah. So, so it seems like you kind of started it with your nutritionist, which is excellent. Um, did like she know about HA or was she like, I have no idea. I'm just here to help you eat more. Oh yeah. She didn't know about HA. She was more all about me gaining weight, which to me just kind of put me off more. Um, I ended up only working with her for a short period of time because I kind of needed to do it my own way. It was still a structured meal plan. It was still calorie counting. And I just, that wasn't getting me anywhere. 
So eventually I just put that aside and I was looking in my fridge. I had extreme hunger. At oh, that God, point. Then. It hit, it hit as soon as I started eating anything, which was peanut butter at the time. I relate to you in that way. <laughs> oh, totally. Like, you know, like, I was just telling that to somebody like, some people are like, don't binge on peanut butter. Like, look here. I have like four peanut butter jars in my house now and I don't give it any time of day just because I ate so much peanut butter in the beginning of my journey that like, I think I'm pretty much good for the rest of my life, but like, it doesn't have a hold on me now. And I also don't eat low fat anymore. Right. So like, it just doesn't allure me. But if someone would have told me that I can't have peanut butter or that I need to be restrictive around peanut butter, it would have made me even more like, you know what I mean? I think like most of us, um, we're all pretty like bullheaded, like, yes, don't tell me to do that. And I'm going to want to do it and then like do it the fastest and do it the best. You know what I mean? Okay. So, so basically you were like, okay, fridge, what do you got for me? Like, we're going to do this. Yeah. I just started really, well, tried to start really slow. I thought, (laughs) oh, I'll ease into this, you know, we'll do a little reverse diet, whatever. (laughs) You know, all those thoughts came to mind. So I was like, sure, I'll start with some peanut butter um, on a banana, you know, the very minimal. Um, and as soon as I started feeding my body again, even just a small amount, the extreme hunger, it's something indescribable. If anyone has experienced it, if you know, you know, Yeah, yeah, I was, I was that person standing with the fridge open for honestly hours at some point, like just ravenous. It was wild. I couldn't go out because I just needed to be by food and at the same time a piece of my brain was pulling me the other direction that was saying like don't eat (laughs) right it was still that eating disorder telling me don't but I needed it so bad that I just had to so I started feeding it um everything that I wanted and I just gave in and I did have shame at the beginning for sure. And I had to fight really, really hard to be mm-hmm. able to do it. I had a lot of support again from my family um, and a therapist, which I'm really grateful for. Um, but yeah, I just started eating all the things, yeah. mostly, mostly peanut butter, mostly like high carb stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and slowly but surely I started gaining weight. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes we can be in such a deficit that it actually takes a lot of food to like break that ability to, you know what I mean? Just because you're in such a deficit. Now you don't have to answer this at all, but you know that we're super open, but how much weight do you think that you had lost? And mind you, this is a PSA for everybody. I got the mic really close to me now because I'm super <laughs> serious. HA can happen to anybody at any weight, at any caloric intake. I will, I will scream this from the rooftop. I was like 145 eating 100, uh, 1800 calories and I developed HA. So you don't need to be eating 600, but I'm just saying. So if like you feel open, how much weight do you think that you lost during your initial, like, you know what I mean? Just because I feel like it helps the more ranges that we have, the more people see themselves, right? Because I was someone who only lost only air quotes, y'all 30 pounds. And that was enough to send me. Right. And so like, when I heard more extreme stories, I was like, that's not me. 
that I don't have HA. It can't possibly be. There's, there's, they're like, like, there's plenty of people who lose 30 pounds. You know what I mean? But like everybody's body is actually different. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I was already starting at, for myself, obviously a pretty low weight. And I, I would say it was around 60 pounds that I lost. Yeah. So it was very significant. Um, and so I had a lot to make back up for plus some for sure, which I didn't expect at the beginning, but everybody has different bodies. Everyone has different needs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so with like your gaining process and again, you'd be like, Ashley, you're triggering me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, but like, do you feel like it was a rapid weight gain just because I know a lot of people, you know, get really worried and as a coach, like I see it in both ways, but for you, do you feel like it was first off? We always think it's rapid. No matter who you are, you're going to feel like it's rapid. <laughs> okay. Like you're just going to feel like it. You know what I mean? Like I have someone who gained seven pounds. They're like, it happened so fast. I was like, yes, <laughs> I also gained, but like my personal journey, like I gained 30 pounds in one month. Right. And I'm like, you want to talk about fast. You know what I mean? So everybody's is going to feel fast. You know what I mean? But I just wanted to hear more about your experience. So at the very start, I think it took quite a bit to get the needle moving. Um, So that took, took a while. I'd say more than a month at the beginning to gain anything. Yeah. Um, And that was at the point when I was eating a lot. Um, and then from there it was, it was pretty steady. It became like five pounds a week. It was Mm -hmm. picking up for sure. Um, probably a couple weeks might've gained even more than that at a time. Um, so yeah, I would say it's been from there, it's been less than a year that I gained those 60 pounds plus. Yeah. 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 And I love that you share that too, just because, um, I have one person that who, she, she wound up gaining a hundred pounds. Like she needed to gain and and you're like, people are like, Oh my gosh, you know what I mean? And, and like, I feel like even sometimes that can bring up a lot of shame, but if you're so far under, and if that's what your body needs, I really feel like, you know, and, and you're like, I'm sure they'll be like, I can't believe she agrees with that. And you know what I do? And I'm not apologetic about it because some people truly do need to. And like, it was trying to remain small and restrict that got them in this place. And while like, you know, like if someone would have told me, oh my gosh, Ashley, you gained 40 pounds. Like that's too much. Like you, like you've overdone it. I would have been like, oh my gosh, did, you know, like, did I do it wrong just because I didn't fit the normal script of like 10 pounds or like 15 pounds, not saying that those aren't hard because it is for like anybody, it doesn't matter. It's hard, but like, no one really likes to talk about the like 40 and plus pounds or the 60 and plus pounds, because there's just, sometimes there's still shame around it, but it's like, but the more people share that type of experience it's like no like you're not broken you're not crazy and your body knows exactly what it's doing you know what I mean yeah yeah for me in order for those um feelings of hunger and just irritability and all of those horrible feelings of coldness 
all of these things that were just not going right for me, I knew, I just started to know that until I meet where my body, my own mm-hmm. body needs to be, none of that is going to go away and I'll be yeah. stuck here. So there was just a very significant turning point um, closer to the end of the awakening, I would say, where it's just like, I don't like, it's got to be that way or else I'm going to be right here for the rest of the Yes. Yeah, it becomes a point where you have to decide where do you want to be in a month from now, a year from now, five Mm -hmm. years from now, and just kind of find your why. I know it might sound silly, but finding your why, what is it that's going to motivate you? I just want to share that I'm an occupational therapist. So for me, I work with kids. I'm a pediatric therapist. Mm -hmm. And there's just, I was working with moms. And I was working with babies. And for me, it was like, how am I going to continue to do my job and potentially have a family like the ones that I'm seeing every day if I don't make some changes? So yeah. That was my why. But just really digging deep, do some journaling, do whatever you <laughs> want to do to figure out where you want to be and how you're going to get there. Yeah. So what is one thing that like you know like you were like I was so afraid to do or and then I got to the other side and I realized like I didn't die from that experience like that's what I say to all my coaching clients I was like look you did it like we're here and like you didn't die because for me it literally felt like I can't even imagine myself 30 pounds heavier. Like I would just shut down. Like I would just shut down. I was like, I just, I can't imagine my life that way. I can't imagine going quote unquote back. You know what I mean? And like, and like, it would just paralyze me into staying stuck. Mm -hmm. And then once, and then once I did it, and once I had the, the like worst case scenario experience, which was just seeing a group of people that that I had seen maybe like six months prior and being like 30 to 40 pounds heavier. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, trust me, I, I threw the biggest fit known to mankind trying to get on that plane and going there. But then when I came back, I was like, I didn't die. Yeah. It was uncomfortable and I had to grit my teeth a little bit, but like, I'm on the other side. I, yeah, like, and like, I'm okay now. Like I'm actually okay. Like I survived the worst case scenario. Yeah. That's amazing. Thanks for sharing. I'm so proud of you. That's yeah. So, so, so is there a moment for you where yeah. you're like, I was so afraid of this moment. And then I got there and I realized, okay, it sucked maybe, but I'm here. Yes, for sure. So for me, it was the exercise. I had been doing exercise so much. And then when I got to my lowest and I had to start eating and recovering, anything that I ate wasn't going to do anything if I continued at that point. So I think it was one of your podcasts actually that I listened to that was like, just do a year without exercise. Yeah. Freelance, see what it does for you. And I was like, there's no way there's just no way I can give up exercise like that's ridiculous so does that I know crazy woman on there is suggesting I do something psychotic yes that is how I felt so 
you know, one day I'm like, I'm going to sleep in today. It was the first day in years that I allowed myself to sleep in. And I was like, well, this is kind of nice. I had thoughts through the day where I was like, I should probably go do something, right? Those impulsive feelings, but I did it. So it started with one day and then I continued to exercise here and there slowly, but gradually got down to zero. So It was almost a year that I did basically zero exercise, which is so wild for me to even say out loud, (laughs) but yeah, it took that for me. I mean, I worked myself to the ground for so many years that my body, that's what it needed. Absolutely. So I find that I'm always still healing. Like I'm never like, and then I'm perfectly healed guys. So like, you know, mm -hmm, be perfect afterwards, be perfect, be well and be perfect. You know what I mean? And, and I think I'm always like discovering in, and it's not in like a bad, shameful way. It's like, Oh, look at that thought. I don't think I align with it so much anymore. You know what I mean? Or just habits. Like I was just talking with somebody of, I didn't realize that I had been avoiding fresh squeezed orange juice Mm. just because in my dieting days, I was just like water only, or I'm going to make room for alcohol, but I'm not going to waste my calories on like liquid calories. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh. Right. So, and and then for so many years I would get the donut, but never the fresh squeezed orange juice. Cause how dare you have both. Right. Anyways, I was at this donut shop and, um, I think I had already eaten and I was like really stuffed, but I wanted to take my friends there because they were visiting. And I was like, you know what I actually really want? want some of this fresh squeezed orange juice and I had it and I about like could have sold it door to door because I was I I loved it I was so excited about it I'm like how did I not know that it was so delicious and I was like oh my gosh I've been recovered for like two years like nuggies too you know what I mean and I'm like why is this the first time I've had fresh squeezed orange juice and I realized that it was a blind spot it didn't keep me from recovering, but there's always like these little small moments where I'm like, oh, I should probably explore that. So now that you've like recovered, you know what I mean? What is a, the most recent moment that you maybe had where you're like, huh, you're still there. Let's just kind of like do something about that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yes. So stuff coming to mind for sure. <laughs> it, was, it was donuts for me, donuts and brownies. So those were my two. And until recently, I still was hung up on these two desserts. Um, just a little shout out to Sarah McAllister. She's an HA society yeah. member, but her and I have been support buddies through all of this. So she, her she's I, so wonderful. She's, the she's best. so wonderful. Oh my gosh. I know. So we share photos back and forth. We started sharing photos back and forth of like our food and our desserts. So I started sharing um, like my donuts and my brownies and she kind of pushed me to try some new things too. So I think for, for me, it was those items, but now I enjoy them all the time and I got through it and oh my gosh, love a good donut. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, how did I ever leave you? I know. And I just love that I can be spontaneous. My boyfriend and I were walking around the mall the other day and he's like, want to get a donut? And before I would have never, right? Like if it wasn't in the plan, I wasn't having it. 
but we walked by they looked amazing and of course I was like yeah sure and then I was thinking look at me go this yes. is this girl <laughs> oh I love that I love that and shout out to all the family members that stick with us right um you know like we had like a recent community call and I was like you know bless Blake that's my husband I was like I think I have taken him through like 14 different diets guys <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and like he's like, so what are we doing this week? What are oh hey, what are we not doing? Like who are we against now? You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh okay, okay, okay. So right now, like we're keto, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so thankfully, like, you know, but shout out to like all the people who stick with oh, us yeah. through this crazy time and love us through it. Um, it just sounds like you had such an amazing support system at home. So shout out to your parents and family. Yeah, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I definitely got some comments um, about my weight gain from certain family members, which is always really tough too. Um, but for the most part, yeah. Find, yeah. The people, find the people who are there for you truly and who support you. And those are the ones that you want to keep around. Absolutely. All right. Is there one last piece of advice or just something for anybody that's going through their journey right now? I mean, I feel like you just shared an (laughs) epic amount of wisdom and like, guys, I did it and you could do it too. But if there's anything that you wanted to share. Oh, thanks. Yeah. For anyone out there who's, who's feeling like they can't, who's down on themselves it might feel impossible in this moment, but trust me, you can do it. Um, you probably heard it a thousand times, but you're going to get through it. And yeah. don't be afraid to reach out to your support system, to reach out for help. Um, yeah, I'm here in the DMs too, if anyone <laughs> yeah. has any more questions for me. But I do have one last little tip that I kind of yeah. I had to think about um, when I was kind of at the end of, well, coming up to my period, my first period, um, for food wise, I kind of started thinking about my body being like a cup. There's cups inside that need to be filled in terms of nutrients, in terms of um, fuel. The biggest one arguably is your calories. Yeah. And then there's other smaller cups that are for like protein and whatever carbs, all the different things. And so I just kind of had to start telling myself until all those cups are full, it's not going to happen for you. <laughs> so yes. the time I was eating, I'm like, I'm filling the cups, just keep filling it. Yes. And then eventually you're going to hit the top. But until you do that it's just not gonna move so keep going ladies and gentlemen yeah it that is such a true thing I feel like HA is the first time that we've ever encountered a firm boundary that will not budge yeah until energy demands are met right oh okay well clearly I could chat forever but thank you so much y'all um she is in the dms um and like you can share your Instagram handle or whatever you feel comfortable with. Like we'll tag in all the things, but thank you so much. Thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. All right. Bye. Hey there, it's me, Danny, And I want to tell you about temp drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. 
So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking, all of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, Again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, My wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop, and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. 
And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending grassland nutrition beef liver capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef and my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp which is important for overall thyroid function which is often low in women with underperforming hormones so rather than eat seaweed snacks every day i get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine so if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now do not skimp the nutrient rich source of beef liver get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way they ship to most countries so you should be covered just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society just HA Society at the checkout for the 10% off that's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.